welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett. Good morning, Katie. And Cameron Spann. Hello, hello. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, um, you know, we do these outlines, and I'm looking down, and the title of this one says Tax Holiday. Now, what you're probably going, well, that's not what the title is. That's because Cam always jujus it up and makes it sound better. But um, Tax Holiday. Two words I don't typically see together. It's when you take a holiday and pay a lot of taxes. Ugh. British people, they don't go on vacation. They go, they go on, on holiday. 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 So this I is... always think that sounds so cool. Yeah, so this must be a peculiarly British thing to, to go on holiday and pay a lot of taxes. Right? Yes? Mm, no. I don't okay. think so. Obviously, tax holidays are tax-free weekend, tax off on some item or whatever. That's kind of the idea. So we're just going to go over that. We just recently had our state of Tennessee tax-free weekend. It's it's come and gone already. So unfortunately, we couldn't get this episode done in time to like tell y'all, hey, go out and get some tax-free <laughs> stuff. Uh, it does, in my opinion, raise an interesting question. And is that why does our government do this? Is this just because they really care about their citizens that much and they want to they want to help us out, or is there some other motivating factor? So I thought we'd talk about that a little bit today. But first, because it is coming up, August the 14th is coming up, and August the 14th is National Financial Awareness Day. So Ooh. yeah, I figured we should at least mention that because we're all about financial awareness. I feel like we need like superhero costumes for that day. Like it's National Financial Awareness Day. Yes, um, you know I'm not <laughs> going to dress up in a superhero costume. That is not going to happen. One day. Okay, so supposedly, based on... <laughs> or no. <laughs> supposedly, what based on what I read about what exactly National Financial Awareness Day is trying to accomplish, it sounds like something that we can get behind. It's develop and instill good financial practices that will solidify a person's current financial status and serve them through retirement. So basically, it's a day dedicated to what we preach. Every day. Every single day. <laughs> so it's just giving you a day that it's like, hey, if you were thinking about trying to get your finances in order, here's a dedicated day. You can Start celebrate. that day. Yeah. Celebrate along with us or, National Financial Awareness Day. Or drop some knowledge and share this podcast with people. Indeed. <laughs> Okay, well, are we going to do some fun before we get into the taxes? Well, I think we're going to have to, or people are <laughs> probably going to tune out. Um, so, you know, if I just went straight into taxes, what are taxes? Taxes are a way for the government. No. So, yes, let's do some fun first. <laughs> With a list? A list. What is the list today? So top TV shows slash movies with accountants in it. Oh. I mean, it makes sense talking about taxes. Sure, sure. Okay, uh, let's round robin this. Shawshank Redemption. Uh, Andy. One of the arguably best movies ever made, if, in my humble opinion. That really is such a great movie. If yeah. you have not watched, I don't want to give any spoilers on it, but that's just oh, such a great movie. It's one of the top rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I think it's number two. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think when we did that top Oscar winner movies, was mm -hmm. it not on that list? I can't remember. That was so okay. long yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next is Cheers, the TV show Cheers. Norm Peterson. Who knew Norm, Norm was, a, was an accountant? All He's I at the bar was, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he just drinks. And then there was that whole episode with Norm where he they found out that he was really good at firing people. So they had him firing everybody. Oh, I need to watch that episode. That yeah. sounds awesome. It was, well, it was it was funny because the, the, the whole idea was he, he got really distraught about having to fire people. And so he kept like going in to, to have meetings with people to fire them and he would bust out crying. Aww. And then they would cry 
and there was all that would be so me. <laughs> he got this great reputation as this great axe man because he was so sensitive about it and things hilarity ensued so anyway next on the list next movie is one that appears on many of our lists ghostbusters yes lewis tully Beca- oh. Because of the accountant. That's right. <laughs> Can't forget him. We get the thousand milligrams of acetylsalicylic acid. <laughs> okay, the Untouchables. Everybody knows that the way that we actually brought down Al Capone eventually was we got him on tax evasion. So it, it, that whole movie is sort of centered on the idea of accountants. Isn't like Shakira in trouble right now for tax evasion or something? Tax fraud? Uh, she is potentially going to be jailed up to like eight years in Spain for some sort of monetary malfeasance. Um, I'm not, I, can't, I can't remember what so it is. You're not getting on the it's, IRS's bad side. So you're telling me without our CPAs, we would not have gotten Al Capone? That, I, the, I mean, have you seen The Untouchables? It's been a while. Okay. So basically, he is the hero for CPAs. He sh- a, a picture of him should be framed in every CPA's office, <laughs> the, right? <laughs> I mean, Kevin Costner and Sean Connery play a government agent and a, an Irish Chicago street cop tough guy. Uh, person, but then there's this little mousy glasses wearing guy who like actually comes up with the idea of how they're going to tag Capone, and he's like the hero of the movie. That's so awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Breaking Bad, Skyler, yep. Walter White's wife. Yeah, I had no idea she was an accountant. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm assuming those accounting skills came into handy when he <laughs> laundering the money. Yes, laundering <laughs> the money. <laughs> yes, yes, that uh, that skill would be profoundly useful when when laundering money. Next on the list is The Office. It's a threefer. We've got Kevin, Oscar, and Angela, who all sit in the accounting corner. Yeah, they they are the best accounting team ever. So funny. Hilarious. Boy, I would feel bad for anybody if anybody in the world had ever not seen that TV show because it is so funny. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, The producers. Uh, yes. Matthew Broderick, yeah. Nathan Lane. Uh, entire premise of the movie and then far more successful play was the idea that the producers were trying to lose money in a show. So they were trying to make the worst show possible to, <laughs> to lose money so that they could... I can't remember what the end goal was. I never saw producers. But I guess there was some accounting in there or maybe an accountant. Uh, did one of the characters... Act, was I've one seen of the characters it and actually? I loved it, but I, I can't remember what the accounting aspect of it. But mm-hmm. I know it was all around them trying to have a financial flop essentially so Uh, that obviously goes with the county hand in hand because anything you do you need your accountants okay so the next one i know nothing about i will be able to pontificate zero moonstruck yeah that's the one with sharing it like i remember just that movie poster where she's just like oh jumping into the moon or i mean that's that's (laughs) that's what i remember it looking like is like she's She's like a safe little like bookkeeper and does books for like small businesses and stuff. And mm. Jack Nicholson's in that one, right? Uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, yep. I'm pretty sure it's Nicholas Cage. He plays a. Uh, I mean, Jack Nicholson might be, be in it too. I but, could be wrong yeah, on that. But I'm I'm pretty sure Nicholas Cage plays Cher's frumpy bookkeeper character's love interest in the movie. Yes. Yeah. And Nicholas Cage, Jack Nicholson. Sorry, guys, I was not comparing the two of you. <laughs> Confuse the Knicks. I La- did. Last on the list is the accountant with Ben Affleck. Now, rumor has it that the rumor has it. PAA accountants, when this movie came out, took a little break to go see it in theaters. Because oh, it's really? about yeah. accountants. 
Interesting. I Melissa really enjoyed House the and movie. Becky. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I really enjoyed the movie. I haven't seen it. Is it? Uh, it so, isn't he actually like a, an assassin or something? Isn't it he, something more exciting than just an accountant? Yeah. And and I think a little bit. He's very OCD, or there's something, some kind of tick he has where he is very rigid of what he does, and mm. so it's that that he does the books. He's an accountant, but he also is very well trained with a gun. And very comes, well. Tra- yeah comes in handy with some of his people. <laughs> Perfect. It was not one of those movies that I was like, oh no, I will never see that movie. It just came and went and, and I never saw it. And it's got a love interest in it too. Amy Adams, Isla Fisher, one of those. <laughs> yeah, they look the same. <laughs> so this list shows that accountants are actually really cool, right? <laughs> they are really cool. <laughs> well, hell, one took down Al Capone. Another one uh, was an assassin. I mean, you know, it's a pretty it's a pretty strong list. There was another one that was in prison. You know, Andy Dufresne was was in prison. That was he was in prison for killing his wife and her lover, I think. And one helps launder money. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, accountants actually sound like uh, they they may be even a little bit morally uh, morally gray. There, you know, yeah. if we're just going off movie characters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, court. What are taxes? Okay, well, according to Investopedia, taxes are. Mandatory contributions levied on individuals or corporations by a government entity, whether local, regional, or national. Tax revenues finance government activities, including public works and services such as roads and schools or programs such as Social Security and Medicare. So there you go. That's what taxes are. Okay. So, okay, we're not going to get into every single kind of tax, but I mean, if you... Because there's uh, a lot of them. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. taxes are complicated. Yes. And they're constantly changing. <laughs> absolutely. But there are two kinds of taxes, basically, you know, broadly speaking, there are two kinds of taxes that every person, every individual knows about and most of us experience. And that would be income tax and sales tax, right? Okay, so income tax... Tax on what you make, your income. Yes. Sales tax. Tax on sales? Tax on sales. Well, okay. so <laughs> On what you buy. Sales tax is paid on, as a percentage of the price of goods that you buy. The interesting thing about sales tax is the seller of goods, the, the, the retailer or whoever it is that is selling the goods, is actually the one that is responsible for paying that money to the government, for paying the sales tax to the government. But that sales tax, like I said, is based on the price of the goods they're selling you. And so they give you what the price is and then they tack the sales tax on top of that. So even though they pay the tax to the government, they're basically passing that right along to us. And I think a lot of people maybe became a little bit more aware of this because it's you kind of go to a store and you associate there's going to be tax with it. But with this whole dawn of like Etsy and people selling things like that, then a lot of times it's, oh, well, the tax has been put to you. I have to pay this, so I'm making you pay taxes on it. Or sometimes you get that, oh, I didn't have to pay taxes for it. Well, someone is paying taxes on it. Yeah. It just means it hasn't trickled down to you, the consumer. Or at least not showing up as, quote unquote, tax on your receipt, you know, something like that. They could have it built into the price. Right. Okay, so I do feel like at this point, because I've given you sort of a very simplified idea of taxes and Mm -hmm. what taxes are, I want to at least acknowledge that we've even talked about on this podcast before the idea of government's fiscal policy and monetary policy. 
So without getting too deep into it, taxes are a fiscal policy tool. So the government can use taxes to influence um, the economies either heating up or slowing down. Okay, but we're not we're not going to delve too deeply into that. Yeah, no, that's, I was that's about like to start whole, pulling the rope yeah, on you. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna choke me. I just wanted to acknowledge it so that the, the people out there listening, going, "What about fiscal policy?" Or you know, they'll at least know that we acknowledge that. But uh, we, we and I think we acknowledge that there is a there's a lot of other kinds so, of taxes. So many complexities. This it is to just this. simplified because that's what we promised you yeah. guys when we did the when we do these episodes that we try and make sure we're not getting so far over everyone's head. Not saying that you couldn't understand it, but just let's bite-size this. So let's just talk about, since this is about holiday, tax holidays, it's talk about income tax and sales tax because those are kind of easy bite-sized ones we can talk about. Yeah, and even more than that, I mean, really what we want to, bottom line, what we want to delve into today is specifically why the government lowers or raises sales tax during these tax holidays. Because most of the tax holidays, at least the ones that that we're going to touch on today, these tax holidays that we're talking about are literally holidays from sales tax, from goods that we buy and and or retailer sales. So it's you get your own little holiday that when you go in and want to buy something that says twenty dollars on the tag. You're paying twenty dollars. You're not paying twenty dollars plus sales tax. Plus sales tax, right? <laughs> so why does the government? Why do they even do this? Because okay. they're nice. Yeah, they're 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 just trying to help their people out. You know, <laughs> they go bippity boppity sales tax day. <laughs> like, no, no sales here, tax. here, people. We the we the government love you and want to to help you. Why with do your... you sound like a munchkin? Uh, I was I was going the, more for the Glenda the Good Witch. Okay, Come on. Well. That, that is not what Glinda sounds like. Well, I'm a man, Katie. I'm a man. Cam, control us. This is just chaos, and I'm <laughs> I'm loving every minute of it. I feel like. Okay, we're... explain it to me, Lucy. Why would the government want to give us these tax holidays? Well, on the on the face of it, to me, it doesn't really make much sense because, first of all, obviously, the government uses taxes to raise revenue. If the government is trying to raise revenue, why are they going to lower or eliminate sales tax? You know, from from that perspective, it doesn't make any sense. But, okay, the government is also trying to, with taxes, the government uses taxes to encourage specific behavior. You know, They're trying okay, to influence like, us. Right, right. So, for instance, a specific example, everybody, well, okay, no, maybe not everybody. Everybody here heard of sin taxes, that term, that phrase? Yes. Not the single word syntax as in grammatical right. formation of uh, sentences, but right. sin, space, sin, tax, as right. in naughty taxes? Naughty taxes. Uh, <laughs> adult things. Adult, like, so booze, cigarettes. Yeah, basically things that the government has decided for whatever reason have a negative impact on society or on individuals. They place a tax on it to, to try and discourage that behavior. So cigarettes and mm-hmm. drinking and it can be a thing or it can be an activity. So anything that is taxed, that basically anytime you're having fun, if you pay a tax on it, you're probably paying a sin tax. <laughs> <laughs> but it's remember that I think it's very interesting if you look at it as tax is a tool by the government and there's a specific reason for why the tax is in place. So with the sin tax, yes, they're trying to drive consumers to not spend all their money on alcohol and cigarettes and things like that that have been dubbed not good for your health. And does it work? I don't know. 
Maybe some people. I mean, I'm just. I mean, I can tell you. Yeah, I don't know. I still buy the booze. Yeah, I certainly have occasionally purchased an alcoholic beverage. And I can even tell you this. I can tell you that. No. I can tell you that, you know, back in 2008 or 9, we'll say, carton of cigarettes, you could get a carton of cigarettes for twenty dollars they now like five hundred dollars i think that now they they go for like a hundred dollars a carton and that is so just, you're choosing do you want cigarettes or gas i mean but i see people go in and buy a carton of cigarettes and that just blows my mind because well, if, you've, if you've got an addiction to it then well yeah i mean there is that but i mean golly i just i'm i, I don't know okay sorry i, I got there are those I of us that are t- <laughs> be glad you never started if you didn't ever start and be glad you quit if you quit because man the price out there nowadays are crazy and a lot of that is just based on enormous taxes on them yeah. now okay so that's sin tax but what exactly is a tax holiday obviously i've heard of tax-free weekend but why does the government want to do this and what's the purpose of it well like with a sin tax i think if you put the t- a tax holiday into the context of a government is trying to encourage certain behavior then a tax holiday it can make a little bit more sense so basically, what is a tax holiday? It's a it's a break. It's a break from taxes. It's a you temporary break, a break usually. Um, McDonald's or something. You deserve a break today. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> In the U.S., uh, tax holidays they suspend a state or local tax uh, or taxes paid by consumers. So the governments can use a tax holiday as an incentive, an investment incentive, or something like that. That may exempt a new, uh, I mean, like a, a business might, might might get some sort of tax exemption to encourage them to invest in a particular plant or something like that. But the idea is it's basically a break from a, from some kind of tax. Okay, hold on. Let me go back. State and local. Mm-hmm. I assume most people know this, but there is a state, there can be a state sales tax and there can be a local state tax. A, a local sales tax, yeah. Yes, sales tax. Yeah, obviously. And Well, I mean, that may not be obvious because... Well, I, I mean, a lot of people just know, okay, I pay 9.75% sales tax, and they just think of it as this sales tax. Yeah, um, but it can change depending on what state you're in absolutely. and all of that. What's Tennessee? Tennessee is 7%, and then we have a local sales tax of 275 so we pay a total sales tax here in Collierville, at least, of uh, 9.75%. Hmm. And, and you know there are other states that don't. We'll we'll get into to, uh, to sorry. The state I just want I just because you said state and local. I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure people understood that it's not just across the entire state of Tennessee is one set sales tax. Right, and I guess now is as good a time as any to point out that some states rely heavily on sales tax to generate revenue. Other states have little or no sales tax, and they rely on an income tax to generate their revenue. Uh, and then some states have both. Tennessee, here in Tennessee, we only have the sales tax. So a tax holiday here means more mm-hmm. than a tax holiday in a state that has a very low sales tax to begin with. Yeah. Okay, so this holiday is encouraging behavior, encouraging people to go and shop because they're getting this, you know, here in Carterville, they're getting a 9.75% break, mm-hmm. essentially. And so, obviously, that's the objective, is to encourage the economic activity, encourage yeah. those spending. Um, I mean, stores, I'm sure, are promoting it like crazy, trying to drive people to their stores. But I know that there's, it's kind of, you got to read the fine print, because it's not covering everything. Like, you've right. got the back-to-school sale. Yeah, I mean, we just a couple of weeks ago had our tax-free weekend here in Tennessee. That was basically back-to-school, tax-free weekend, mm-hmm. back-to-school stuff. So it was focused on school supplies 
and clothing and computers. And that was it. I mean, anything else that you paid tax on normally, you still clothing. pay tax on. So if I bought some heels, <laughs> are those back to school? <laughs> okay, so I don't want to get into the minutia. I, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, they're actually, Katie, just so you know, a, a pair of SJPs would probably not be covered by this tax-free weekend because <laughs> there's like a, an item of clothing must be less than $100 for it to get the tax-freeness. <laughs> so, no, your Sarah Jessica Parkers, I'm afraid, would not have been exempt. Okay. So how the tax holiday works, the government wants to encourage consumer spending or business investment, so it may offer this break for a temporary period of time with certain taxes are reduced or lift. Not always intended to encourage consumer spending, like a gas tax holiday has been suggested and it's intended to offset the rising prices. Right. So there are a lot of national politicians that have been suggesting that because again the gas tax is a state tax uh, it's it's imposed by each state separately but uh, a lot of national politicians have been saying oh gas prices are going up you know states should suspend their gas tax and give everybody a break until the prices come back down wouldn't yeah. that be nice katie oh yeah well and this is interesting that we've put on this outline court food and food ingredients throughout the month of august and i'm guessing this is a tennessee thing mm -hmm. then that's going to have a tax-free option and uh <laughs> <laughs> food and food ingredients are defined as liquid concentrated solid frozen dried or dehydrated substances that are sold to be ingested or chewed by humans and are consumed for their taste or nutritional value Food ingredients do not include alcoholic beverages, tobacco, candy, dietary supplements, and prepared food. You sounded like a, a commercial disclaimer there at the end. That is the most textbook definition of food I have ever heard. Chewed or ingested by humans. I, I quoted directly from the state of Tennessee website, so it's not like I made that up. So, I mean, so dog food does not fit into that category. I don't know. When I was a kid, I What if your, what kid, if your dog, dog eats dog a steak? Food. Like, I mean... Well, I mean, steak, if you go out and buy your dog a steak in the month of August here in Tennessee, then you're not paying sales tax on that steak for your dog. That's pretty cool, though. And I think it's so liquid, concentrated, solid, frozen, dried, or prepared substances. So obviously, they're they're driving traffic towards grocery stores right. and getting away from maybe the restaurants, people using DoorDash, all that stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know how DoorDash and then we're going to feel about that. It's all like tax-free, go to the grocery store. Well, but most people's toxic habit is uh, spending all this time going to the grocery store, getting so stressed out, coming home and ordering a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is cool. Go to the grocery store, stock up. Think about it, though, back to what we were talking about. It, it, to start this off, think about, the, think about it in the context of what is the, the government trying to accomplish by offering this? Are they trying to, with something like a, with something like a, tax-free holiday for school, for, uh -huh. for back to school. Are they trying to encourage behavior or are they just straight up trying to encourage spending? I think it's kind of a friendly little reminder to the parents like, hey, this is your last shot. Like school is coming. Yeah. I know you've avoided it this whole time, but you better get the backpacks, get the paper products, everything. The first time I remember the, uh, the tax-free weekend thing being a thing yeah. was right around the time that local public schools started imposing a dress code. Oh. And so okay. parents were having to go out and buy their kids specific clothes to fit into the local school's dress code. And I, I don't know if it was related to that. I don't know if that, that is why this was instituted, but that's the first time that I remember being cognizant of the fact that the, the that they were offering this tax-free weekend. And it was it just so happened to be in the context of, okay, you can go out and buy the school supplies you need and buy the clothes you need for your kid. Um, 
so that they can meet the dress code and, you know, everyone will be happy. Um, but then with food, like you said already, they may be trying to encourage people to not go to restaurants to eat healthier, I guess, maybe, or... Yeah, it, I mean, could, again, could be kind of like a syntax, encouraging yeah. people to quit eating out, eating yeah. unhealthy, and start trying to cook again and get back to, you're back to school, let's start cooking, let's get those habits right. going again. Because it's all during this month of August, so, you know, Which, you spent the summer eating hot dogs and drinking beer, so now <laughs> eat healthy for a, for a month? Yeah, I mean, um, because it's kind of a natural... You know, you think about, we've done the episodes on New Year's Eve, how January is this magical, like, start over, fresh start. Right. August kind of is that as well. It's like starting back to school. It's a new year. You can start new patterns, new habits. Mm -hmm. So, I kind of like this next one, though. I'm excited about this. I think I I might uh, jump on this. It's my favorite one because I think it's the clearest example of trying to encourage a behavior. Mm -hmm. In Tennessee, there are three specific tax holidays that, that are directed at individual consumers. And those three tax holidays are, we've already covered two, the tax free weekend. The second one is the food holiday for the month of August. The third one is tax-free gun safes. Mm. From now through the end of July 2023, you will not pay taxes on a gun safe or on a gun safety item. So clearly trying to promote gun Gun safety. safety. Yeah. 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 I mean, but I think, and especially for you that maybe listening the south we have guns that's just part of it and it's you know i know i've been eyeing a gun safe because my husband has some very large like rifles and Mm -hmm. shotguns and stuff like that that he inherited from his grandfather so we want to put them somewhere safe because right now they're not necessarily just laying around they're not just like yeah so don't come over (laughs) unexpected court or i'll shoot you no they're i mean they're nicely safe out of sight out of mind right but still it could be one of those Actually, like, throw something in that closet, and it's like, whoo, ho, bang, hole, okay, crap. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. we turned into like a Wiley Coyote shotgun situation going on. Yeah, go get yourself a gun safe here in the next year <laughs> while it's tax free, and yeah. be a be a safe be a safe household. Good Katie. till June 30, twenty three. Yeah, Very lock cool. up your guns. Lock up your guns. Okay, so governments also offer tax breaks for businesses? Yeah. So it's not just on consumers. Well, I mean, so clearly what they want to do here a lot of times is they want to foster growth. And a good way to foster growth is to encourage businesses to to invest in your state. And so they'll offer a business a tax break uh, if they if they will if they will invest here and open a a headquarters here or build a hotel here, you know. Uh, those kinds of tax breaks, you may not think of them when you hear about them in the news. If you hear about them in the news, then when you do, you may not think of them as like a tax holiday, but that really is what they are. The state is specifically identifying a business or an industry uh, that they want to encourage to do something or to actively be involved in this state. So they say, hey, we'll waive your taxes if you'll come here and and play with us. But then there's, they can also- That sounds like the Vegas commercials. Like, (laughs) come here and play. We're family friendly. Now, now they've switched. They're not family friendly anymore. They're oh, now no. it's like the what happens life. in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. that's their well, new tagline. They found they okay. Side note, sorry for getting <laughs> sidetracked, but they found that uh, because I found this intriguing. They found that the ad campaign that was like, "Come to Vegas and bring your family." 
totally backfired. Nobody liked it. Nobody <laughs> liked it. People were like, I do not want to bring my family to Vegas. And people who would normally go to Vegas as Sin City were like, I don't want to go to Vegas if there are a bunch of kids hanging around. <laughs> um, so they scrapped that real quick and went back to like Vegas is Sin City. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So, I, so when you were explaining the business thing and how many people may not know this, it's I kind of going to throw this out there. I know I've said it before, but Remember, we all get tunnel vision of what is personally affecting us in mm -hmm. our family. And so we may not think about this benefit, but it's affecting a business, which then will be a ripple effect. If it's good for the business, then it's going to trickle down and be good for your city. It's going to be good for the consumers. It's There's a reason behind all of these taxes. And it's while we may not like them sometimes, there is a reason behind it that usually is a good reason. Yeah. Okay. So... Back to the very beginning of the episode when I said, oh, there's this thing, there's fiscal policy, uh -huh. there's uh, monetary policy. The government is pulling all these different levers and ultimately what they're trying to do is boost the economy, not just boost up businesses, not, but boost up everybody. You know, yeah. uh, a, a better economy means better income for workers. It means higher employment levels. Uh, all of that, all of that is taken into consideration. So we might be simplifying tax holidays and tax-free weekend, but I, I'm really more focused on just the the specific impact that it has on the consumer and the discrete impact that it has on specifically on the government for letting go of that one tax for a period yeah, of time. Yeah, they're know? trying to drive a behavior. Yeah. So, question: Are tax holidays effective? I mean, that's because you think about it. Okay, are, do they work? The net benefit of tax holidays is still up for debate. Obviously, that's where this is something that is, it's political. And so there are some states that oh, just yeah. may choose not to do it anymore. Yep. Or they may go on hiatus and not do it for a while and then it's back. And so, again, it's because it's much bigger than just what someone may see as a consumer of having that dedicated weekend of when you're geared to go shopping and take advantage of it. On the other hand, even though the government loses out on tax revenues that would have been generated from the sales during the tax holiday, such tax breaks may increase revenue over the long term because they stimulate spending and investments. So researchers found that sales tax holidays led households to increase purchases of clothing and shoes by more than 49% and 45% respectively. Yeah. Retailers love tax they, holidays. They do. Retailers are all about tax holidays. And, and again, it goes back to those episodes that we talked about really about the behavioral aspect of it, that if you're getting a sale, if you're getting a deal, you may end up buying more than you typically would have. Mm -hmm. And that I think a lot of people hold out and may not, if they know tax-free weekend's coming up, they may wait and not buy anything until tax-free weekend. Or I know I'd probably be the type that I'd have shopped prior to tax-free weekend and then I'd go buy more stuff tax-free weekend because, oh, I'm going to be able to get a sale on it. Yeah. I'm getting a discount per se and it may then increase your spending. So it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting because... There was a study. So on the one hand, you've got people that say it increases revenue. And then on the other hand, you've got people that say that it just moves the, the sales around and people just wait for that holiday. Mm -hmm. And so it, sales maybe drop before the tax holiday or drop after the tax holiday because they're waiting for that specific weekend. But what you said... Or um, the opposite, because some people may avoid tax-free weekend and who don't want to be fighting crowds and say, you know what? I'm going to pay the sales tax. I'm going to go before or yeah. after. I want to I want to make sure that I get everything that I need before all of the shelves are cleaned out during I mean school supplies become scarce after tax free after tax free weekend. Yeah, because they do. And so if your daughter really wants the pink backpack, then you may need to go early, right? Yeah. 
but the study that I was talking about. So there was a study of the Massachusetts tax-free weekend, and it found that a weekend-long sales tax holiday in the state of Massachusetts increased spending in the state over the entire month. That's over the entire month huh. spending went up. So maybe the the whole, oh, everybody's just focused on that one weekend thing isn't so true. Maybe it really does increase spending, at least for that period where the tax-free weekend is located. It's a great marketing tool anyways. And I know, um, I don't know if they do it anymore, but like we have a sh- outdoor shopping center. They would always have like the sidewalk sales. Mm-hmm. They were kind of usually around tax-free weekend as well. So I was encouraging people. So even if something like a Lululemon or something like that was not considered in the tax-free weekend, well, you've got shoppers there. They're already shopping. They're tired of fighting the crowds and the back-to-school stuff. Come over here. Come buy some workout attire. Yeah, retailers do definitely love it and definitely take advantage of it, um, of, of tax holidays, just generally. But sometimes they may get a little bit too... Too you know, Scrooge McDuckie? Yeah. <laughs> get a little greedy? Yep. Obviously, a retailer is controlling their price. Yes, so, like I said at the very beginning, that price, the t- sales tax is based on the price mm-hmm. that, that you're paying. And so, you know, they may very well go in and say like, well, you know, the consumer is used to paying $6.50. So if we just up our price to $6.50, they won't know a difference because the tax is gone. So I've never really dug too deep into this. So take it for what it is. But I know there's all those videos and stuff of kind of it's it's again the behavioral of it that you will sit there and see all these stores and they'll have price tags and it's like price slashed in half Mm -hmm. and they just put a larger number they always were going to charge you thirty dollars for it but if they put that it was originally 60 more people are going to buy it than if they put it's just 30 and don't show that Oh, it used to be a higher price. Well, one of my favorite things to do, and I know they've been nailed on this several times. You go into Target and you'll see a, a price tag where it says "was this price, uh-huh. now this price." But if you look at the, you can sometimes you pull out that that price tag, and behind it will be the. <laughs> this is your favorite thing price. to do. <laughs> Cam, this, is, well, okay. this is what Court does when he's not around us. Totally. <laughs> it's not my favorite thing to do, but I, it does amuse me. Their original price was whatever the sale price is. And yeah. then they put in a tag in there that says, original price was however much more, but now pay the sale price. And it's the same price. It's that okay. It I still love you, Target. <laughs> yeah, we're not dissing Target. Please don't no, hate us. But, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's with everything. There's the good and the bad. There's definitely, it's driving business to these retailers but there are some retailers that take advantage of it yeah. and the problem is the more retailers take advantage of it the more skeptical consumers become and of course if consumers are becoming skeptical uh their their politicians the, the people they vote for are probably hearing that and they're becoming skeptical so there's a lot of whether tax holidays are actually good uh good for people good for the economy good for the state there's a lot of dispute about that and mm-hmm. and there's a lot of legislators going back and forth on whether it's a good thing or not so you've got people that are saying no we're gonna not gonna do tax-free holidays anymore they don't work it's not worth it retailers are taking advantage of it And then you've got other people going like, yeah, but what about the consumer? We like it. I mean, you touched on this a little bit, but boiling it down, how much can you save during a tax holiday? So the United States has no national sales tax. It's a state by state for them to decide. And even within the states, it's, you know, different local areas to decide. So we've already said Tennessee, where we are, is a 7% state. Mm -hmm. 
and local, we're in Collierville. Mm -hmm. So then when you add that 2.75, so it becomes a 9.75% sales tax that we currently have. So almost 10% is what we're paying. So obviously that makes a huge difference. If you're saving 10%, then in your mind, you can afford to buy a little bit more than if you've got this opportunity where you don't have sales tax that you're having to pay. Well, think about the tax-free weekend. The the big things, the big items that were that were tax-free on the tax-free weekend were clothes, school supplies, and computers. That's a big ticket. There was no tax during tax-free weekend on any computer up to $1500. If you're paying a 10% tax on $1500, then that's $150. Yeah. So if you look at a computer price, you go, "Oh, it's $1500," and then you go into the store and you buy it, and it actually costs you $1,650 because you're paying $150 in taxes. Yeah. If you're not really thinking about it, you may not have budgeted that much extra for tax. So it can be big savings on something like that. I remember as a kid, I didn't really grasp what sales tax was, but I remember, you know, your parents would give you money or you have your allowance and you go shopping and that reality of, I, I have $20 here. I've got $20 worth of stuff. This should be enough, Mm -hmm. but it's not because you have to build in sales tax. And I just remember that being a really big deal of like, oh, you have to look at it and then make sure that the amount of money you have budgeted can cover both aspects of it, the item itself and the tax. And so that sucks. But (laughs) I'm already teaching my kids about taxes at a young age. It's called the fry tax. So whenever we get fast food, (laughs) I get a fry from each of them and they're learning the hard way. Uh, I like that. But yeah, it's it stinks that you have to learn that at such a young age, but it's something that building that into your budget, knowing what price you see, you need to tack on 10% to be safe to know to fully cover what you're going to need. Yeah. Now, Mississippi is 7% as well. Arkansas, 6.5%. Listen, when we lived downtown, we uh-huh. always went shopping over the river. We would go to the Walmart over in Arkansas because... It's cheaper. Uh, because it was cheaper because the, <laughs> their taxes were lower. At the time, I think it was even not 6.5. I think it was 6%. So we were like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to Arkansas to do our shopping. With so much of that, you look at what the sales tax is going to be, but also knowing that retailers are going to jack stuff up like it's kind of a side note but talking to somebody about buying cases of water here prior to going and buying them down at the beach because then you're dealing with that sales tax down there and beach inflation prices because they know that because their water is horrible because their water is terrible let's (laughs) not forget that florida water tastes nasty it's bad and let's not even talk about the public's grocery store which is the grocery store of florida and it is so expensive (laughs) it's crazy it's crazy but yeah that's something that you also when you're budgeting for your vacations you've got to think about what are the sales tax going to be where you're going Mm -hmm. and build that in so like but for instance a state like oregon or delaware they probably don't have a tax-free weekend because they don't have a sales tax at all let's go to oregon and delaware well we can yeah we can hang out there we can go up to oregon what is is there to do listen oregon is beautiful yes i I mean it's it's a gorgeous state delaware uh where george washington crossed (laughs) we will research delaware sounds great Okay, so let's bottom line. The government tax policies obviously can affect the economy, investment, saving, and spending. I mean, it's it's behavioral. They're really trying. They have a reason for what they are doing. Same with the stimulus money. Don't get me started, though. But there was a reason everyone was given a check. It was not some magical check. Yay, you, you're good boys and girls. Here you go. There was a reason behind it. 
But can a sales tax break really, uh, that only lasts a few days, can it really have any kind of in- impact on increased sales if that's what it is they're going for? I mean, th- th- okay, so let me just answer my own question. There's no <laughs> real yourself. evidence that it can. <laughs> There's no real evidence that it can, no matter how much re- retailers and, and those of us that actually benefit from the tax freeness uh, want it to be. There's no evidence that it actually does increase spending in like for a long duration of time, you know, it may increase spending, it may inc- increase purchases over a short period of time, but on average, when it's all averaged out, it's just the Fed actually found, and I'll I'll quote them, uh, our analysis of daily transactions data, I'm sorry, I'm quoting the Fed here, so it's a little bit frou-frou language, our analysis of the daily transactions data indicate that sales tax holidays are associated with significant shifts in timing of purchases by consumers, Mm -hmm. but they're not increasing the spending overall for a, for a period of a year. I like the sale, the tax-free weekends, but um, is it ultimately a benefit to the state and to, to us as a, as a population as a whole? I don't know, but I mean, obviously having an idea of the timing will help retailers because what it would do is obviously they make sure they have plenty of staff. They've had plenty of inventory. Mm -hmm. They can really gear all their promotions marketing towards that specific time. But obviously, you know, some people like me, I'm, I'm the older I get, the less I like being around big crowds when I shop. So I may go before or after and pay the little bit extra just to avoid the craziness. Yeah. Okay. Well, that pretty much is all I've got on sales tax freeness on tax holidays. <laughs> on tax holidays. Are we ready to bullseye? I guess we're ready to bullseye. What's your bullseye, Katie? Okie dokie. Um, my bullseye would be, again, it's just, I hope this was another layer of helping you understand taxes and maybe a little bit more about sales tax because I know I'm guilty of not really paying attention to the different sales tax prices and just kind of being like, oh, that's a little bit more expensive than back home or things like that. But I want you to understand that there is a rhyme or reason for every tax that is raised, lowered, tax-free holidays, things like that, that it is trying to drive you maybe towards a certain behavior or that there's a greater goal that they're trying to get revenue for, for the state, for whatever it could be. So it's just something to kind of have that understanding, look at it um, from that perspective and know that next time you hear about those tax-free weekends, take advantage. And remember your gun safety. Go get your safe and your gun safety equipment now until pretty much next year, June 2023. June, the end of June 2023. And, and if I, think it's, I think they've actually already extended it once. So okay. that, you, you never know. Maybe they'll extend it again. Yeah. And if you're in Tennessee, then uh, August, get your groceries. Yeah, absolutely. That's very cool. But remember, it's for human on. consumption. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that's kind of my little bullseye. So court. Bullseye. Okay, well, Katie, my whole shtick lately, I feel like, has been self-awareness. You know, I want everybody to be aware of (laughs) when they are potentially being manipulated by by whoever it is, by the government, by retailers, by whatever. So, you know, this is just one more thing. I feel like 
hear kind of that, uh, not today, Satan, or whatever, that little hashtag is like, not not today, government, don't tax my vodka, I'm still going to buy it. Well, yeah, and and just because you you know that you're being manipulated, it may not stop you from making a purchase or from participating in an activity you want to participate in. But I just like the idea that people are aware of the forces that are that are pushing them and directing them to take actions, to make purchases and so forth. And the more aware you are of why you are doing the things you're doing, the more able you are to change any bad habits that you might have. So self-awareness is, I mean, you know, I'm going to push that. This I promise this will be the last time that I push that, but I, I think it's great. I don't think you can promise that. Okay, it's probably not. So that is my bullseye. Ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell. You have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service. We're on all of them. And sign up to have our podcast delivered to your listening device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about me and Katie and Cameron or me, or Katie, or Cameron, if you don't want to find out about all of us, feel free to go to our website. That website is bullcastpodcast.com. Also, you can uh, talk to us there, or not talk to us, but you know, you can leave us a message, suggest a topic if there's something you want to hear us talk about, and we will be happy to follow up with you. Um, We also have pictures on Instagram. That Instagram handle is at bullcastpodcast, and we occasionally tweet something out, and that Twitter handle is also at bullcastpodcast. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, we actually work at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you'd like to find out more about what we do at Pickler Wealth Advisors, a financial advisory firm, more about our team, uh, and more about our boss, David Pickler, then please go to that website. The website for Pickler Wealth Advisors is picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, I have given you so many, many assignments that I feel like I'm pushing my luck. So for now, (laughs) I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. And we're done.